on this episode of Quantum Week, September 13th through 19th, 2009. Quantum Week. Welcome to Quantum Week. I'm Matt. I'm Chris. Quantum Week is a show in which Chris and I leap into a random week of a random year and we talk about movies and music and headlines and stories. And we are continuing uh, through September 2009 with Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs and Use Somebody. This might be our shortest show ever. Yeah, I was saying the same thing. Uh, <laughs> I was not, hoping you'd not, like text not, me with a game. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't have one here. Yeah. Uh, I'm uh, not happy about this. No, it's not. The, it's, it's a tough one. Not happy. Um, let's just get into it. Cause yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, just, I'm, I'm kind of in a, I'm, I'm in a mood about it a little bit. About, about the movie? Eh, I'm just... I'm just, I'm just the Kurt, I, I'm with just, you. Just go ahead. Just do the fucking stuff. Yeah. So in turn, you know, we, so we talked about this on the last episode that, um, up is, I would consider one of the best ones that I've seen, at least of this sort of genre, not like the anime type of stuff. Okay. Porn anime really. Um, but, okay. but this one was never really up there. So if that, if that's kind of the, the standard, if up is the standard, this, this would be sort of mediocre. And so then you, then you toss in your hatred towards, Towards cartoons, right? And this almost this probably hits a, a in the D's for you in terms of movie. Uh, I'll, I'll just I'm gonna give it I'm gonna give it a straight C, I guess. Okay, that's that's uh. I didn't hate charitable. it. I didn't hate it as much. I actually don't think it's that much. Uh, I don't think it's that much worse than Up. Really, um, I see a pretty discernible difference. Yeah, it's just. Uh, so here's my problem with this movie: um, is that. It's a cartoon, so it's simple and stupid, which, yep. once again, it hits those marks, checks them both off, just yeah. like I always say these cartoons are simple and they're stupid and they're idiotic. Yeah. And if you like them and you're an adult, then either you're not very bright or you have some major issues you, I think, might need to work out. Do you think that I have major issues that I need to work out because I like Up? Uh, up I think Up's a little different. I think if you're, like, watching cartoons... If you're so... Okay, here's... A, I was thinking about this in the way hand because I'm trying to... Because this isn't a movie I hate, so I'm not going to tear into this like a Alvin the Chipmunks. Like, so oh, okay. it's not going right. to be a fun rip job. Yeah. And I don't like it. So these mediocre movies, we've talked about a couple times in the show, when they're kind of middling movies, they're it's kind of hard for us. Yeah, I agree. And even, like, Roger Ebert's review, which is two and a half stars, if you read the review... He has very little critique. He basically just gives like a synopsis of the plot. I read that and that's exactly and like, right. There's no review. It's no, there's not any, really any criticism. Yeah. Cause I don't think there's like much to say. So if you're someone, so I'm just going to shit on the fucking genre. I'm going to shit on people who like it. Cause I'm fucking, I had to watch this and I'm not happy about it. So if you like, and there are adults out there yeah. who think like Shrek is one of their 10 favorite movies. They're like, I love Shrek. Shrek is great. There are people out there that really say that. I mean, adults. as a kid, I liked it. No, 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 not kid. I'm okay. saying adults. Yeah. You're an adult. If you're 30 plus and you think Shrek, 25 plus, and you think Shrek is one of your top 10 or top 20 favorite movies. Right. Then you either have like a learning disability, which is, that's okay. That's, or, or, or you have like, or you're very, very dim, or you have a psychological issue. Like those are the only two options. I think, I think it's very black and white. Yeah. Cause do you, would you say the same thing of people who like Disney as like a theme park and as an experience as an adult? I have real issues. And I, I think I kind of want to save the Disney thing for a Disney movie. Okay. Yeah. That's no problem. Um, Cause I don't want to blow my Disney. I was trying to rile you up a little bit. Yeah. Oh, Disney I'm riled up. So <laughs> I'm riled up and I'm kind of like just kind of beaten down. Same token. Um, I'm like a, I'm like a prisoner here. Okay. Oh yeah. You know, I'm like angry. I'm in jail, but yep. I have no interest in fighting the guards. 
Um, I this movie is has some really interesting creative things to it. It really does. Like it, I like the locale. It's on an island. Yeah, it's a neat it's, idea. The fun is like uh, it, it, everyone in the island has to eat sardines, which is there used to be a sardine plant there. So you know you have like that post-industrialization theme that Malaise, runs through it. Yeah, right. Which is uh, that's yeah. probably, that's pretty good for a cartoon. Is, right? it's yeah. Fun. And um, but I and and then eventually this this kid who loves science, this guy who loves science turns uh, stuff into... Uh, turns water into, water into, into food. food. Right, okay. and you can program it. Right. So it can be whatever type of food you program. And I think they do a pretty decent job kind of explaining that. And they, they do. can get as realistic as they possibly can this ridiculous yeah. premise. Yeah. Um, it's a very much a one premise kind of thing. They have different themes that throughout, but it's basically at the end of the day, the whole entire movie is just food falling out of the sky. Pretty much. Which, all right, fine. That's what, what it is. My high mark in the film is that it looks pretty good, actually. I they just... Did a, I, Agree and disagree. You disagree. I think some parts of this film do look good. Yeah. Some parts look really not like odd. Can you remember a, a particular yeah, scene? Like, I think the um the coloring or like when blue when the smoke. So I like saying you're over the ocean. Nine different things at once. Some of the ocean stuff's fine. Yeah. But like when like the um the machine is bo- blowing smoke out and g- kind of creating the food. Yeah. And then other angles it just looked odd. But I think a reason why is that this entire movie was created to be on 3D. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. So I think that smoke probably looks cool in 3D, but like even in the credits, like when you, the the very opening credit is like cloudy with a chance of meatballs and there's weird smoke around it. And you're like, that just looks kind of goofy yeah. and weird. Like it looks like a mist. I bet that looks really cool in 3D. I really like that the char- the characters looked really sharp. The contrast was really nice. The coloring was really nice. I guess I didn't, I didn't notice the, some of that stuff that, that you noticed. I like that clean, like so up. Yeah. Uh, up. It's a movie that I didn't love, but whatever. But I think, Aesthetically, that movie is much more pleasing to look at. And yeah. I know they have a much, like Pixar has a much bigger budget. This is like one of the first things Sony, I think this is did, the first, the first, one first thing yeah. Sony uh, 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 Animation did. So Pixar obviously had, had at that point kind of fine tuned it. But Pixar was that kind of that clean look. Yeah, it does. It's very like, uh, like 1950s almost like style where it's like everything is very elegant. There's not a lot of clutter. Where this movie has nothing but like a lot of clutter. Oh, there is. Yeah, there's a, a lot, lot going of it's on. creative. Like yeah. there's one scene, I think my favorite, like, wink or whatever is like they're on a, a flying car and there's wings and the gummy bears are ripping the wing apart. <laughs> right. And it's a nod to Twilight Zone. Of course. Yeah. Which is pretty that good. Is a cool but, one. but it's not over the top. It's not like no. annoying nod. It's like just a quick, no one references, no one talks about it and it, it just happens. It, didn't they fight like someone fought it and like tore the head off one and put it on and the head. I, I thought that was a neat, yeah, yeah that's so, a neat little so scene. Some of the stuff, it, and it's the same guys that would go on to do the Lego movie, which is very much the same kind of chaos where it's just, do you mean the directors? Yes. Yeah. Right, uh, uh, Lord and Phil Miller. Lord and Miller. Yeah, right. and they've done a lot of stuff. They also did, um, uh, oh my God, the Will Forte show. I actually, oh, Last Man on Earth. Yeah, so I haven't seen that. They didn't show run it. Will Forte was, oh my God, this guy. And I went to a, uh, I got to go to a panel in New York that he was on talking yeah. about the show. And he did everything. He even edited the show. Like he did everything in that show. Okay. Um, but Lord and Miller are his guys he met doing this. Um, I believe. I know. I know. He, they, they did this together. He he was in this uh, along with yeah, Sam. Yeah, he was. Yeah. So, um, they. Uh, uh, where was I going with that? Uh, you were just saying that um, you, what these directors were doing. So they oh, it was were very high detail. Yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, they directed uh, uh, the last man on earth, but they didn't show run it, okay. but, but it was still kind of cool. But there's yeah. a lot of details in that too. And the Lego movie has a lot of details. Well, yeah, there's a lot of chaos in the Lego movies too. Cause there's a lot going on all through that. It's all about kind of like deep. Yeah. It's like, yeah. there's a lot of stuff going on where yeah. Pixar is very much like clean. Right. You've got the action. You're looking at the action. They make that super clean and detailed. So you know what the hell is and going it's like on. Perf- it almost looks like, 
almost like could jump it out, does. bounce it, out of the screen. It looks yeah. so perfect. Right. I don't For have this, a 4K TV, but I think if I did, it would look prob- maybe too real. Right. Yeah. yeah. And this movie does. And like, you know, the main character has like this just ridiculously big nose, but none of the other characters do. Like, like the people don't look right. Like they're, it's, and I know it's kind of the style. It's, oh, yeah, a, it's yeah, an yeah, aesthetic yeah, yeah, thing yeah. and I'm not an animation guy, obviously. So I don't know if that's good or bad. I just, I was looking like, ah, oh, some of this looks kind of clunky, but I wonder if it's just because of the 3D element too. So. Could be. They also, they tend to be producers more than they are directors. I think they've directed like four or five films. But oh, they, they had some problems. They, oh, did they have problems? So, yeah. Well, they, I was just going to mention that they produced Into the Spider-Verse, which actually is a, is, right. a, is a pretty good one. They're probably, the Lord and Miller among Hollywood circles are most famous for something they didn't direct or at least didn't get their name on. And oh. that's Solo. That's right. Yes. So they directed like two thirds of Solo, and they got fired. I saw. I saw uncredited in. The, yes. I did see. That. They directed most of the movie. Oh. Um, Ron Howard came in and finished it up. Uh, very, very controversial firing, and it was ugly. Well, it's three quarters of the way through. Yeah. I'd yeah. Imagine. It wasn't good. It's it's comparable to like what happened in Justice League, where yeah. Zack Snyder and Zack Snyder had a family death, but you know Zack Snyder kind of got pushed out of that project. You know, right. You know, the, I think Warner Brothers saw this untimely death as a good way to kind of kick him out, which is also kind of terribly cool it is i'm not a zach snyder fan but that's not the best time to do it they brought in joss whedon to finish it up and then they had other problems on top of that of course um but uh this is a similar type of thing we would happen with them with solar was they were almost done with it and then all of a sudden they can them is it because they were looking at the dailies and being like jesus christ like the tone of the film it was too humorous and they wanted to have more levity it's a shitty film it's a not a good and it feels like two directors did it's it's a mess it is such a mess the movie is a disaster yeah and um so they're most known for something they maybe kind of did direct, but didn't direct. Interesting. So, well, they just won the, you know, won an Oscar for, uh, for into the spider verse. So maybe they've, they've cleaned up their image. It did have, it happened after, uh, after solar. Yeah. Cause 2019 is into the spider verse. 2017. They kind of like, you know, a lot of people felt they got dealt a bad card with that too. Um, you know, I think people knew that they were trying, they probably got forced out unfairly. It would be more fun if it were funny. They got fired from this too. Did they really? Yeah. So what? Yeah. So they got they start, they wrote a script. They were hired as a script. Oh, wrote, that's right. They got and, fired and rehired. And yeah. they didn't. This is before they had because this movie kind of hinges emotion on a father son angle. It really does. The father does. The father's a blue collar guy. Doesn't understand. Doesn't understand his adventure smart son. kid. Really, yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. You know, crystallized. And they actually the one thing in this in this movie that they actually spend some time on emotionally. They kind of handle it. Yeah, I like okay. the, I like that relationship. Yeah. I like the dad. I mean, it's, yeah, Tanner pretty well. Um. And they didn't have that in there yet. And uh, Sony wanted more of an emotional pull. They just thought it was mm. all, all funny. Once again, they thought it was all comedy. They didn't have enough drama. And the same reason they got fired from Solo. <laughs> and then they were away from it for a while. I think they had other people try to come in and do it. They, didn't, they weren't as creative or interesting. And they brought Warden sure. back. And then they worked with the studio on getting... Um, yeah, they kind of dialed in the script. Which is funny because for a couple years after that, this was the example of working with the studio. Like uh, kind of having that oh. cooperation. Like, see if you work together, you can make things happen. And then famously, they get fired from Solo because <laughs> they weren't obviously in, in lockstep with the studio. So, right. um, yeah, I mean, it, it, this movie exists. I, I don't. I don't it, know. it exists. Yeah, hundred million to make two hundred forty million in the box office worldwide. Not a huge, huge, huge hit, but they did spawn a second one, right? Which actually did a little bit better in the theater, like two seventy, I think worldwide. Yeah, and I think it cost a little less to make. So th- that's a good example. So this movie, so. Okay, let's look at that for a second. Let's look at those numbers. Sure. So it costs 100 to make, right? But then they need to market it, of course. Right. Yeah. And then, you know, there's, world, there's also... Right. So basically, yeah. at the end of the day, when you see something like a $100 million film like this, it's going to go worldwide. Figure it's going to cost about $200. It's going to need $200 million to make a profit. Okay? Right. So usually double it up. It's a right. pretty good, when it's this kind of budget. 
Yeah. Okay. So 100 million plus, you figure double that yeah, up. Double that's it. what it costs to make a profit. So it sort of breaks even. Right. And maybe they looked at it, well, this is our first foray into it. We haven't dialed in the process yet. Maybe it costs more than I thought it would, or we thought right. it would. And they still made, what, 50 million off of it, right? Sure. So that's not bad. So like, you know what? We'll do a second one, but here's the deal. We're not going to, this isn't going to cost 100 million to make. I want it. This, they had a budget, I believe, of 78. There you uh, go. So. Well, you think some of the systems are already in place. You probably don't need to spend as much. Maybe, but also I think it's also a situation where it's like, you know what? Like this movie didn't do very well. It's yeah, okay. I can see that. Yeah, you have so, to leverage We're going to dial this back. Okay. And they actually brought in different directors. I was going to say it wasn't them. No. So, Same actors though. Well, I think they probably contracted. Remember we talked oh, about yeah, David, right. with the yeah. David Cross. Usually when you do one movie, you're, you're, especially something like this, where it might be a franchise, yeah. you're locked in for three. And it makes sense with Hater and Fair. Like they weren't doing that much. They weren't that big They weren't this that time, big, right? right? Same so as Sandberg even. Or right. Sam, and James Conn and you know, all those guys yeah. are all, yeah, they're all names for sure. Especially, you know, now, you know, James Conn has been named forever, but he well, wasn't in demand. He's not going to no. balk about signing. He'll sign the three-year contract. Of course. Or the three-movie contract. Well, Bruce Campbell too. Like right, he's gonna of course. Do it. Yeah. yeah, and it's probably, and you also knew, look at the credit list. That's why they chose those people. Yeah. You know, you're not going to have, uh, whatever, I mean, not Tom Cruise, but like, you know, say The Rock or something. Yeah. Who might only want to do one, and, and he his agent's powerful enough to be like, you know what, we're just going to do this one, and that's it. We'll see what happens. Right, yeah. where these guys are going to lock in for three, no matter what. Yeah. Um. Actually, and the cast is, but the cast is really good, if you think about it in terms of 2020 hindsight. Like, I like all these people. Yeah. I like, you know, Bruce Campbell will always have a very, you know, Warm place in my heart for many reasons. You got three SNLers. You got Hater, and exactly. Sandberg, and Forte. Yeah, so, and Sandberg's. And they're all tight. They're all good friends. So, right. you know, I think they probably have, I think I have a lot of the same representation as well, which can make those kind of deals a lot, happen a lot easier. Anytime you have SNL people kind of join forces together like that, yeah. a lot of times it is definitely them, but a lot of times, well, who do the agents are? And a lot of times those guys all have the same agents. Okay, that makes because, sense. Because, you know, you figure they're all led by Lauren, who's kind of steering you in direction. Yeah. They're all talking. They're all kind of starting off. They're all starting off on ground level together. And then a lot of times they can they can lock in. It, it's good because they all have they're going to have rapport. You know they're going to have rapport coming in. So they're, yeah, they're gonna... and they have with Bushi and Aykroyd. They're the same agent. Bernie, oh, Bernie Brillstein. That makes who sense. I believe also uh, was the same agent for Chris Farley later on. He's he's dead mm. now, but um, but yeah, but yeah, Br- Chris Farley would bring on. For a while. That's why Aykroyd and Bushi was easy to get them in movies together. Yeah. Um, I, think, makes, I think Brillstein also represented Spade, which is why you saw a lot of Spade and Farley stuff. That makes sense. Yeah. How many, they did like four movies together, did they? I think they did uh, two, right? Black I thought Sheep, it was one that, but it was Tommy Black Boy. Sheep, Tommy Boy. I thought they did a couple more. But you also had like, I think Brillstein was also Norm McDonald's agent. So when they did oh, dirty right. work, they brought Farley in for a cameo. That's so right. that's how that kind of stuff can sometimes happen. Yeah. I had a hard time with, I was really distracted with this film. That, that was the issue for me. I couldn't, like a lot of times I can suspend belief enough to get into it and just kind of enjoy it and laugh along. But it seemed like a lot of the humor that they were trying to do was, was breaking the fourth wall or like, sort of a side type of humor. I'm trying to think of like a good, an example of that for me where I was like, what the fuck? Cause it uh, was um, the, I think the mayor was whispering into Flint's ear and mm. you see like, you you see yeah. like inside his head and it's, it's supposed to like this echo, but it's actually just the mayor like whispering it over and over. I'm like, this is this type of humor. But they don't like, acknowledge it. Like, they don't why acknowledge are you, why it. Why are you repeating yourself? Yeah, exactly. So What's the point? Just for the joke. Exactly. Right. Yeah. That type of shit was happening all over the place. Yep. It was hard to not, not get really distracted by that. Yeah. Yep. Um, I think you also probably lost a lot of focus too because you're an adult and this is a movie for children. It's very... Yeah, that's the other thing. They, and, try, they try to tackle different topics, but it's just a base level. Right. Yeah, father-son relationship, but just kind of as a dad doesn't understand type of relationship. There wasn't anything besides that. I mean, you uh, seem like a loving guy. They had a couple guy. of things. They had, you know, he had the post-industrialization of, uh, you know, what happens well, after right. a factory closes, but they don't really delve no, into it. No, they don't. They just kind of explain. They have like what happens after you become a child star with baby Brent or whatever. Yes. Which is an interesting concept. You know, obviously kind of making fun of like a Gerber baby. Yeah. So then what happens when that baby grows up? You know, are they still a celebrity? Are they not? So it kind of, 
but it doesn't really tackle it. It just kind of nah, shows it. Just shows it a little bit. And yeah. like as adults, we would expect more from our entertainment. That's why I don't really understand these adults that watch these cartoons. Like who are, who, like who, and just, people do watch this stuff. I just think it's something you can shut your mind off to. Why do and they some people, shut their mind yeah, off I know, so some, much? Right, exactly. But some people, some people want that. Some people just want to like veget- vegetate out and just not think. I think most think. people want that. If you look at like what the top television shows are. Or top music, it's the same thing. It's true. Yeah. But yeah, like, you're right. But like, you know, people come I don't home want from to a long day at work well, and they want to just like watch Big Bang Theory. Think, and they think that's funny. I kind of, but they don't need to think that hard about it. They can just put it on and just eat potato chips and just watch it. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is, is thinking actually takes energy to do. Like it's a, con- it's conscious. You have to consciously do it. It, it does. It, t- it takes power. It takes energy to do. So, you know, if you, if you feel like you don't have the energy to cope, then you want something that doesn't make you think. I guess I, 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 you, I, I understand you, what you're saying. Yeah. I just don't understand it. it. I don't understand it. I understand getting overwhelmed. That happens to me. I'll get overwhelmed. There's too much shit going on, but it, this isn't every day. I prefer, I prefer to be thinking sure. all the time because that's, that's where the interest in life is. It's like, you know, analyzing, understanding, you know, being curious about things. That's, that's where, that's where the interest is in life. But, but no, I do get overwhelmed sometimes. I just want to like sit there on the couch and like not have to try too hard. I never want to do that. I yeah. always want to, I'm always, and I'm not saying I'm always looking at the best and brightest stuff. I'm not like, I'll spend too much time on Twitter or I'll spend too much time just, but I'm always thinking about something. Yeah. I'm no, never, I know. Yeah. I'm never not, I'm never just like sitting in front of a TV, like vegged out. Like I don't understand. So like at my house, we only have a TV on when we're watching it. Like we never just have it on. Otherwise yeah, like either. that noise is like just it. blaring. Yeah, I don't like it. And I don't just like sit there and like watch the voice and just like shut my brain off and like giggle once in a while. Like I can't do that. Like I'm just like, and I'm not, I'm not a hyperactive person when it comes to physically. So like, I don't bounce around. Like I'm, I can, I can stay very focused. I can watch movies yep. forever. I can sit in one place for no problem or, um, but like psychologically, no, I think your I'm, brain I think I'm is like going. a spaz. Yeah. Your brain is and going. It's just like, I just, I can never like, like for me to like, before I started drinking, I had a really hard time going to sleep. Ah, uh, yeah. Cause your brain was going all the time. That used to happen to me a lot more when I was younger. I've learned some strategies around that. Drinking helps. Not alcohol, but I don't have the constitution to handle alcohol, oh, unfortunately. <laughs> can we do a, t- a, t- a callback to a previous show? Yes, absolutely. So we had a bunch of a bunch of listeners who were super helpful and gave me tips on uh, like about gummies. Remember, I mentioned like, oh yeah, I wanted to ask you, did you try them? Yeah. So uh, a bunch of a bunch of people actually it was like the most response we've gotten from asking for something. I guess this is a lot about our listeners. Is that they're they're all drug addicts? Uh, no, but they, <laughs> all, actually, they were really super helpful. Yeah. So my whole thing was like, oh, I have a New Hampshire driver's license. Can I go anywhere? And someone's like, well, in Maine, you can, but you have to wait. Yeah, I think you have to wait until October. I'm like, oh, I was kind of yeah, looking yeah. to like, well, in Massachusetts, you can go now. And I'm like, are you sure? And they actually went and checked for me, which is super cool. That is cool. And uh, yep. And sure enough, so uh, we went down. You drove to Mass. I drove to Mass and I got some. Did you try them? I would, I'm doing it on Friday. Okay. Are you going to report back? You'll talk about it, right? I will. Yeah. I think I'm going to do it on, uh, I think I'm going to do it on a Friday. Just start small. Like go, no, go with the low so dose. Got, so we got these like little, we got like a, what are like five milligram two. dose or something, two milligram doses. Okay. So I'm going to try one of those. And then if it's, if that's like not enough, then I'll, I'll double up the next time. Yeah. But, and, but I'm going to just going to have the one. And even if you like, even if you tried and wait a half hour, 45 minutes and you don't feel it much, you could, you could probably I'm try not, it. I'm just gonna, I'm You're just, just going to do for, one. For this experiment, I'm just going to do one at, okay. the, at the two. And then, but we got a, uh, I got, uh, we got a bunch. Yeah. I'm the one doing it, but I got a bunch. So. Yeah. Do you, is it THC and is it both THC and, um, it's and CBD or just I THC? I think mostly THC, if yeah. not all THC. So you will have, so the oil from the plant, you'll get 
um, you'll get like a full spectrum of different types of chemicals, including CBD and stuff too. But if it's if if they weren't trying to reduce the amount of THC, then that's probably the dominant. they were. It's just because it's it's just just, the guy asked me at the store, um, but it's it's pretty wild going in. I mean, but they carded me like nine times when I was in there. Like you know, they, they're carding everybody. Like they were yeah. just like they had like like cops and security on site. Like it was like whoa, like walking to a casino. It's just marijuana, guys. I know. I was like Jesus. Like it's the same as buying beer, but it was not though. Did do they uh, give you different stuff to dial in? Like, could, did they say, "Oh, if you want to, like, if you want a little pep in your step, try these," or if you want to be able to rest, uh, try these? It wasn't like they, that. They it was just a, really. They just kind of opened okay. up and they seemed a little. The place was very nice and looked. Not, yeah, you know, place like trying to look nice and was like was was clean. It was new, but they didn't really seem to know what they were doing. Okay, all right, oh. so we, right, but I don't want to bore everyone. Well, it's not boring. I'm sure people are interested. In it. Um, but yeah, so a big thank you to everyone who uh, who helped out and, and gave me good advice because it, it was all very uh, helpful advice. So I'm going to try that uh, this weekend. Okay. Would you watch the sequel of this? Uh, if, we, if we, if we had to, I, <laughs> I guess, guess if, yeah. we, if we run into it, we'll have to. So, um, but no, I would honestly, I would never, if I had my way, I'd never watch another fucking cartoon again. They're They're very <sighs> What about any of the, so the cartoon network stuff. So venture brothers just went is just off the air now um, after eight seasons. It's so good. I doubt it. It's great. I don't think cartoons are funny. Samurai Jack is beautiful. My God, you got to try Samurai Jack. I don't, it's want, I don't beautiful. like these cartoons. So things about things before that, like, even like South Park, like I, I can appreciate the fact that they're like doing, they, yeah. they go places other cartoons don't and stuff. Oh, totally. But I just don't connect. Like The Simpsons has some real brilliant writing in it. Yeah. But even that is like, I'm a little, eh, I'm just, eh, with it. Like Family Guy is just a bunch of non sequiturs. Yeah, Family Guy's um, right. But I can see, I still see the humor in it. But like, you know, I know it was like BoJack Horseman. You guys see BoJack Horseman. I yeah, watched, oh, I love I watched it. a couple episodes. I just don't connect with these Didn't characters. Like it. That's too bad. It's That's drawings. A That's a really good one. But even so, though, I have, I have less of, much less of a problem with that because I can at least understand how someone can watch that on some level. Yeah. I have no understanding how someone can watch these movies for children as adults and enjoy them. I think there's like there's some serious issues going yep, on there. It's people wanting to detach. That's what's going on. I think I, it's just depressing because there's another movie. It was a pretty big hit, just like Alvin and the Chipmunks. Yeah, and there's just not much there. But I said I, I actually don't think it's that much worse enough. But I, at some level, they're all kind of the well. Same. The I, only thing with this is, I could see where particularly if people I, I did three three D for a while, and, and there were some films I saw in three D that I thought were actually really excellent and really cool and novel. But uh, you know this this might be one in which people would go to the theater because it's 3d and right. it looks pretty. Like it, I think it would I look hate good. The 3d thing, by the way, 3d. There've it, been a few things that I saw that I really liked. Avatar I'm, in 3d was actually, it, did, it was okay. It was, I, I, did, it was I did not like 3d. It makes the, the, the glasses make the screen dark. Yeah, it does. It's just, it's just not an ideal experience. I think they're, they're trying to show like they're foregoing storytelling to have something pop out your face it, I, I the whole 3D thing. I was so angry during. it. I'm so glad it's like it's fading away. If not, yeah, it's, one, it's pretty much no, gone. No one goes to theaters anymore yeah, at all. No. But um, yes, fuck 3D. Fuck yeah, it. there's fuck. been a few things. And I this liked. movie is not terrible. It's fine. I guess if I had a kid and they were, I'm, I'm hoping when I have a kid that they don't end up liking cartoons or I can somehow trick them into not liking them. But um, I guess if they had to watch this, I guess fine. Is this is an entire family issue too. Is Laura not like the cartoons? Uh we don't watch cartoons. I, I she mean, I don't she the same like anger and animosity that I do. But will she watch? Does she? Did she watch up with you and be like, "Oh, that's cute"? She didn't watch it with me, but I think she's seen it before. Maybe I don't know. We don't really. We don't really watch cartoons. Yeah. Like, okay. I would. I just don't. I don't really care for them. Like we don't watch. Like we don't watch these shows like on Netflix. These cartoons. And stuff. But I think she would watch it if you know. If I was into it. If I was like, oh, let's watch this cartoon. She would like be more willing than I am to try it. Laura, you got to check out Samurai Jack. And yeah, you got to sure, check sure. out the Venture Brothers. Yeah. It's just I don't. I don't think going to jump out to her. But and. Maybe. Um, spirited away. Mm. You're gonna have to watch that. No, probably not. So. God damn it! All yeah. right, did you want to move on to the song then? Yep. 
<laughs> okay. This is the least amount of time we spent on a movie in a long time. We spent yeah. half the time talking about pot. So. So this is you, somebody mm-hmm. by Kings of Leon. Mm-hmm. Are you a Kings of Leon fan? Complicated. You said that before. It's complicated. Yeah. I really don't like them at okay. all. Um, for, I mean, valid reasons. But uh, how, tell me, could, do you want to start with how it's complicated? Sure. Yeah. So, uh, 2004, I guess. Uh, it was Molly's Chambers came out, and I was really into that song. Like, I not I don't like know really that into it, but I kind of into it. Like, I listened to some of their back stuff today. I like but... indie rock and stuff. Yeah. So then in 2005, Aha, Shake Heartbreak comes out, and that might be the album I listened to the most in 2005. Mm. I really like that album. I don't like it as much now. I, I re-listen to it. I'm like, eh, it doesn't quite hold up as much as it did. But in that moment, my life, like, I just really like that Southern rock uh, element. I yeah. still think The Bucket is one of the best songs of that decade. Because certainly in my top like twenty five, I think of that decade. It's a really good song. So I, I don't know that one. I'd have to. Maybe I caught it today. I did go through some of their discography, like I said. But um, I did find a couple songs here and there that I really liked. But for the most, and actually a lot of them were um, the more acoustic ones, the mm-hmm. less heavier ones. Yeah. Because I think like you, when they try to go heavy, they're not riffy enough, so that it goes anywhere. They're just playing chords loud. And it just it doesn't doesn't really develop anywhere. It just kind of gets boring to me. But some of the like the the quieter, less distorted stuff, I really like. So um, they, so they do that album, Aha Street Heartbreak, yeah, which, yeah. which is which meant a lot to me at the time. I really really liked it. And then they did another album after that that didn't quite work. It just was kind of mixed. And then they do this album, right? And this album they completely changed their sound. Yeah, they, they sold out. Yeah, and and they basically became like a concert, like a arena arena rock arena band. rock band, yeah. and. Yeah, like I I listened to it and it's like I actually this song though of their arena rock phase is the one I like the most I guess, mm. but um, this but, is definitely better than Sex on Fire. That's the thing, I mean, right? Yeah, that's a that's a but, real so shit song. I, so I just I kind of hate them now because they kind of turn their back. Like I is think it just anyone, because they sold out or because yeah, I mean, well, because I enjoyed them and then they completely just mm. disavowed their sound. So I read an interview t- today about it. And you know, someone asked him, like, what, what happened? Like, why'd you do that? And they're like, well, we you know we're playing these concerts. I'll play a song like, from the albums that I yeah, love. Right, right. And they're like, only 5% of the audience knows it. And the other 95% are like on their phone texting. But then when we play Sex on Fire, the whole place goes crazy. And, and, we, and we just love it. Yeah. And it's just like, well, f- you fucking, what the fuck? Is just, so you, goes back to what we were just talking about. Like, are you doing... I don't know, man. Are you doing art for the masses or are you doing art so people can just like shut their brain off well, and just fucking jump around like idiots? You do art to get something from it. You want to say something. You want to put something out in the world. Well, yeah, but also if they like the audience, audience interaction, that's a, that's a different thing. Music and art is a conversation. And if people are reacting positively to your art, then, then that's a very like visual and, and, uh, and in, it's a, it's, it's a, it's an interaction that you like, you get very easily. So, I don't necessarily blame them. They for weren't that. an unpopular band before. The, I mean, they weren't this. Well, I, I know. sold yeah ten million copies for this album. I get. I, they the, won fucking four. They were like, I think they won three Grammys actually, or four Grammys, and they crazy. were nominated for a bunch. Yeah, this is not. The, my problem is they're not. They are a. They're so it's three brothers. The the uh, Kings of Leon are the Follow Will clan. Yeah, three brothers and a cousin. Right, and and Leon was their grandfather. Right. Leon was their grandfather. The kings of Leon. Well, yeah, Leon. And it's also, I mean, it's got some religious connotations too because they basically traveled around with their dad in their youth as he's a preacher, like living in camps and, and, you know, going from place to place every couple of weeks where he would preach. 
I, I'm picturing tents and shit, but who knows? I think it's fair. fair yes. Yeah, uh, in the South. So they they settle in like Tennessee or something, and they decide they want to play music, but they don't they don't really start playing. Ba- even their cousin didn't play bass until he was like 16 or 17 years old, and they're like, we need a bass player. So we're going to kidnap our cousin, bring him here, because we got three of us here who can play guitar and drums. So we're going to kidnap him, bring him here, and force him to play bass for a month and we're going to learn a few songs and that's what they did for mm-hmm. like the entire month but it shows these guys can't play their instruments that's that like that's a huge issue that i have like this is not this is not fine musicianship in any way mm. i think they get the most that they possibly can get based on their skill set he's not I a good singer i don't agree because the king because uh, aha shake harper it's a good album and this isn't it's it's this isn't a good album this isn't this is like lame hokey st- like hacky stuff like i thought all the other stuff was hacky. everything that i that i ran into in the other albums was hacky too i don't know the bucket's a really good song i'll stand by that one the, the rest of the album yeah does it hold up as much to do when i was 25 it doesn't but um i'll stand by the bucket i'll find play. me i like but this is from their 216 2016 album yeah not your thing not that's not their sound it's not what i know them as yeah what I it's like, like it a lot more. Shitty minor league single A U two. Like go away. Either either do yeah. whatever. You know. It, well, you know the other thing with them too, man. Like they weren't they weren't a unpopular band. You know, like during Aha Shake Heartbreak, they yeah. weren't. They were like they were oddly huge in Australia, which is I just found out today. Like I guess they were like a huge before. Like so they were like uh, Sex on Fire level popular in Australia with yeah. Aha Shake Heartbreak. That's right. And then. Um, yeah, I mean, whatever. They they sold out, and it's fine. It, but like to have them like shit on, they're like, oh yeah, our old music. It was you know, I almost feel like we tricked people putting that out there. It's like it's like they're basically saying how lame it is. And that's the stuff that I like. You liked it more, and yeah. then they're like, oh, but our new stuff is so like I mean, new stuff fucking sucks. Yeah, I agree. This sucks. Like there, so this song, I, I I you know, in three seconds learned how to play it. They're they're just a bunch of bar chords, which are I don't I don't know. I don't no no okay, listen. Well, so a bar chord is yeah, on guitar on guitar it, it makes. Guitar makes patterns easy to play. So like there are certain patterns that if you do, if you learn one pattern, you can slide them up the neck every fret and it, it's the, it's a chord, but it's like a chord up a half step, half a half step, but you don't have to like change your finger positioning at all to okay. do it. So you kind of like want learn one chord pattern and you've learned 18 chords. This whole thing is just a, it's the same shape bar chord the entire time. It's just, they're just moving it around the neck from one fret to another. This is not, this is like not, this is this is like what you learn. I remember when I learned. Uh, I took guitar lessons for the first time. I think my sophomore year of high school. I was maybe fourteen or fifteen years old, and we got and I was shown a bar chord, and it opened up the entire neck for me because now I could play all these different chords. But they all sound the same because when you go when it's when it's the same um, hand formation, even when you change chords around, the it's the same block. It's like the same. Um, hmm. Let me, let me explain it this way. When you have a, so a G chord, a, any chord is three notes played together. Okay. And you call it a G chord because the G notes on the bottom and it's G, B, and D. So when you move it out, you A chord, A notes on the bottom, but you don't, on an A chord, you don't always have, or any of these chords, you don't always have to play the name of the chord on the bottom note. You can move it around. So in the G chord, G, B, D, you could put D, B on the bottom and then a D elsewhere and then a, and a B elsewhere or a, and a G elsewhere, okay. right? The reason why you mix and match that is so that the voice leading, so that the notes go between chords, flow into each other nicely. When you block bar chords, 
it's the same, like you're just going, you know, that root position, root position, root position. It sounds the same all the time. There's like no, there's no flow to there's the no, chords. Say, there's no flow. Yeah, right. there's no flow to the right, chords. Right. You're just like, amp block to block to block. And it gets so boring. Okay. Even though the chords change. Sure. Particularly on guitar, because after you play it a while, like I, I don't have perfect, perfect pitch means um, you listen to a note and you can name what it is. Okay. Like I can find it. I think I can kind of know based on the range of my voice where it stuff is. I can get close, but like you hear the note, ah, oh, and know that that's a G. It's like that that's perfect pitch. I don't have that, of course. Not many people do. But when I listen to someone strum a guitar, I know what chord it is based because I know what the stack position of their hands sounds like, how the guitar resonates with that with with that positioning. So so if you don't hear any voice leading whatsoever, it just gets fucking boring as shit. And okay. that's what this is going on here. The other thing. And so, and his, like, he's not a good vocal player. He sings this. It's like the same. And that's why their older stuff, I think, works a little better, too. Because he's a little more creative. And it's, but it's just like, it's Southern rock. So it's like not about necessarily a great lyricist, like great vocal. So you don't need Mariah Carey, haha, to go in there and sing because it's kind of rough around the edges. Yeah, and that's fine. I don't mind as long as you do something, like, do a different melody. Like, it doesn't have to be. You two works because they are the same arena rock. But they are perfect. Yeah, like Bono is perfect, and yeah. you know the Edge and, and yeah. Iron, those guys are perfect. They don't fuck up at all. And there are, I'm guessing, I, I nowhere near like no like about yeah. the chords yeah, that yeah. you do. Any you know, obviously anything like that. But I'm guessing their chords are much more complex. Oh yeah, I'm guessing there's a lot more going on from a musicianship standpoint. Even my, even my layman's ear can yeah. hear that one is much more complex and interesting and depth filled than the other. The brilliance of Edge is not that he's a phenomenal guitar player. He's not super fast. He's not playing these like, you know, these screechy guitar solos. It's that he knows how to create texture by switch, by thinking about how the voice leaning is going from chord to chord by using interesting effects like delays and big verbs and all sorts of stuff. He's, he's really, he's really innovative in that way. Like he's not, he's not going to blow your face off, Okay, but he's, he, he does smart, fun like textural stuff on that music and it's perfect and that's what for it what sounds they do. like perfect like smart fun textures those are the words that even i don't yeah. really know what i'm talking about you know when it comes to the chords and stuff that's the words i would use to describe you too none of them are world beaters except except um you know bono's got a compelling voice like he's got really a really great voice, voice. Yeah. so you're creating just this this nice little platform for him to sing over it's perfect for what he does i love like i love you too yeah they're, for they're, you know a bunch of albums not not for probably 20 years but but a bunch of stuff like even, even to like Octoon baby. I love that album all the way up, you know, through there. I got you with you too. I got kind of, I think I've got kind of burned down in them. Just mm. then it's not even their fault. I just like, listen, you know, between just being alive. Yeah. The last three, four years. Yeah. 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 You've heard and all just like, and I also like them. So yeah. I, I feel like I've kind of, over, but I really haven't like, you know what? I haven't done. I haven't gotten like a really good YouTube kicking out like a long time in a few yeah. years. Um, and, um, I don't know. I wouldn't mind going a little YouTube kicking. Yeah. I've been listening to a lot more eighties music lately just for fun. And, um, that's the thing. And also, so to bring it back to, to Leon here, it's like they just, they, even that, so I think that what they did is they did like a eeny, meeny, miny, mo is who, who was going to be the guitar, um, oh, really? lead guitar okay. player and who was going to be the rhythm guitar player because like, listen to this stupid fucking solo. It's, it's just the same, stu- it's like, that's nothing. That's not a talented guitar player. See, I don't, but I, yeah, I'm guessing the listeners too, we don't know what you know. So to us, it, yeah, that that doesn't compelling? Sound, it doesn't, I don't know what's that, but it doesn't sound. It's so blocky like the chords. Do, 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 There's not a lot of flexibility there, but it also. Boo, boo. None. There's no, there's no feeling. There's no emotion in there. Like when you hear Stevie Ray Vaughan bend a fucking note, 
like it's his entire soul going through that yeah, fucking I guess string. This feels over just over, like if I don't know, like said someone who doesn't know what they're talking about would yeah. say that seems overproduced. And and guess, but you're saying it's just, it's not so much that it's just, it's simple. It's it's simple. His yeah. technique is so blocky. Like he does not have the facility enough to emote with his instrument. When you emote, there there are inflections to the sound that you're making, even on guitar. You're 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 hitting the strings in a particular way. You're you're bending the strings in a particular way. That's evoking an emotion that you want to evoke, and he he doesn't have the the dexterity to do that. Here's someone that does have the dexterity to do it, but was so fucking drugged out of his mind that he couldn't. Another shit guitar solo, and I love him. Right, Chip Peppers, obviously. Yeah, it's for Shante. Yeah, who we talked about before. But like, that's the. This is like the, when I heard, I heard this song, and I heard that guitar. When I first heard that guitar solo, I'm like, he's got like, what happened to him? He's like a shell of him, fucking of himself. He, there's no emotion there whatsoever. It's it's the easiest line. It's just this. It's the. Oh, the, here's the other thing. If you go like right down the scale, like boo do 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 do, like you go up and down the scale. It's just so. It's so stupid. Like jump around a little bit, motherfucker. Give for me something. Sh- Shanti keeps coming up in this show. So yeah. he's also, we didn't talk about it during that episode, but you know, he's, because we talked about River Phoenix before. Yeah. Uh, in the interview for Vampire. Right. Um, you know, Frashante was the one that gave River Phoenix the drugs that killed him. Fuck you, Frashante. Yeah. God he, damn it. He, for this like, brief moment in time, the 90s, uh, he was like, he was like uh, Zeely. He was uh, Forrest Gump. He was like everywhere where things were happening. Just fucking killing people all over the place. Just like bouncing, uh, Teeth yeah. rotting out of his skull. Yeah. He... It's too bad because I've listened to a bunch of his solo albums. He's a very creative. He's actually much better than I would expect by, you know, from listening to this le- like later, this is late. I just, that was still probably 15 years ago, but later Chili Peppers. He's much, even currently he's way more creative than, than that. He's a, he's got more facility and he's, he emotes a lot better, but anyway, those are just comparative to me. It's like, it's, it, sure. it's this just blocky, like no emotion, stupid. Why put it there? There's no reason to put it there. You're just taking up space. It's vapid. <sighs> the song also, um, it has, um, it has, oh, great, I missed it. Has no fucking chorus. This is a chorus. It's the whoa, whoa, whoa's. That's it. That's that. There's no chorus. Not like you, where they say, you somebody. That's the verse. Yeah, there isn't really a, a true chorus, yeah. No, it's not. There's a there is like a bridge section, which is actually a little odd. It's still bar chords though, but they're but they're odd. They're 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 in a different key, so it's a little bit of a switch up. But the song is the same thing over and over. They also do the same chordal progress. You know, this won't mean a lot to everybody, but um, the one chord to the sixth chord. It's the it's the uh, the relative minor. It's very common in rock stuff. And when I was perusing their music today it's one six over and over it's the it's c to a minor c to a minor it's like that move and you just get so sick of it because because they keep doing it in their songs over and over and they just did it right there in that fucking section too um i guess that's it i mean I'm it good. builds to nowhere it sucks uh, listen to the bucket by king of Leon, uh if you're looking for a song choice yeah uh, i think it's by far the best thing they've done and i listened to it again today i think it holds up i think it's pretty good Check that one out if you're looking for something 
It's not this. I actually know this album very well, though, because uh, a I told you we were talking about on this on yeah. the last episode yeah. where I go into a transitionary period of my life, and then right. I started dating a woman, and she was really into this album, so I heard it all the time. <laughs> okay, and I, I hated it. She, yeah, she would think, yeah, I hated it. She always she thought she didn't understand my style of music. She thought I would like something like that, but that's just bullshit. Um. Okay, you want to tell us what the fuck you were doing? Yeah. So I thought I'd tell a story. We talk about him a lot, or I talk about him a lot in the show. But my dog Wakefield. Yeah. So this is right around the time I got him. Wakefield's a good boy. Yeah. So Wakefield, I don't want to, uh, I was thinking this is kind of a challenging story to tell because uh, the whole point of the story is that Wakefield has basically been like my, my, I don't know, best friend is even like too small a word. Like he's been basically like by my side from this moment until today. Right. Uh, so Wakefield, so I, I was in near, I was nearing the end of a relationship myself. Um, which kind of falls apart more January of 2010. So right now we're in September of 2009, but the cracks were, were there, you know, um, things, things weren't great. So, uh, I don't know if she, I think she definitely saw that probably more than I did even. And, um, she's like, Oh, we should get another, cause we already had a dog. We had a dog named tug. Oh, I guess I didn't know that. Um, and, um, it was more her dog. Tug was okay. Um, and I was like, Oh, I kind of like, you know, you know, I, I, I kind of wanted my own dog. Cause what happened was like, she would go to bed early and I'm just kind of, alone, and tug would go with her and I was kind of alone. Oh. And this kind of sucks. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so you're in an apartment in New York at the time. No, I'm in, Do- oh, oh, I'm in Dover. You're in Dover. Doing New Hampshire. Yeah. Okay. Um, we're in like a townhouse. Yeah. And, um, so I found, uh, on pet finder. Uh, it's not there anymore. It's just too bad. It was lilac groves, pampered pups in Rochester, in Rye. Oh, really? Um, and it was, yeah, not, yeah, uh, not Lilac, right? right Lilac City. City yeah. But no, this was in Rye, New Hampshire, which is a, a very affluent town. Yeah. And it was this woman um, whose husband, I believe, was a pilot. And I think she was just, did, apparently did very well. I had a beautiful home. Yeah. And I think she was just kind of bored. And then, which, credit to her, what she did her time was she'd go and basically um, facilitate rescuing animals. So uh, pretty Wakefield's cool. parents were in a puppy mill, an Amish puppy mill. By the way, the Amish treat their animals horrible. I'll come out and say it right now. They fucking treat their animals terribly. And um, uh, they rescue, Wakefield was part of like a rescue thing where they rescue these puppies from this mill as opposed to them going to a pet shop. Yeah. And then uh, this woman had like basically this like almost like, a, it was even like nice within a barn. It's like a mini house in her backyard. Yeah. And then she had all sorts of animals. It wasn't just dogs, uh, but mostly dogs. And then you had to go there once and she would meet you and kind of like basically like assess yeah. your, your like, yeah, like see who, if you who were you were and a social person. And then, then you had the second time you came back and got the dog. Oh, um, I was totally feel was, uh, half Pomeranian, uh, half, uh, golden shepherd. Looks a little, looks, uh, looks he's, like something was a Shivu. Looks a little yeah, Shivu. He, he's he actually, does. we end up doing the, uh, DNA. He's not, he's like, he's like mostly like, uh, uh um, He's um, husky and um, yeah, something see. else. I'm forgetting what it is. It might be Pomeranian. It's Pom- it's Pomsky. Pom- mostly Pomeranian, mostly okay. husky. Yeah. But I was totally wrong. And they also said he'd only be 15 pounds. Tro- so, right. How and, big is he? Is he like 30? He's like 30 pounds. Well, yeah, yeah. He's, yeah he's, 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 well, when I, I used to feed him peanut butter for a treat after uh, dinner and then I ended up making him a little, a little porker. So we had a dial. <laughs> he's actually now, since we moved back from New York to New Hampshire, he's dropped five pounds because now he's running around a lot. Oh, more yeah, he's outside. Yeah. He's actually on like a good healthy 26 pounds. He's doing great. All right. Um, but so I went there and I, I, it was him and his brother and his brother had two different color eyes and uh, they were. Yeah, that freaks me out. I'm not doing that. Wayfield was at that point, I think he was three pounds. Oh. And they say you should, you're supposed to wait eight, uh, is it, Eight weeks. Eight weeks, right? Before I you think get the so. dog? Yep. Eight weeks. Eight weeks or 12 Cat weeks. Was, yeah. Um, 
And because um, we just got we got a new dog, Melfi, but um, we got her as a pup as well. But I think it was eight or five, whatever it is. But I think it was eight weeks. But I think I got Rufus like a month old or something ridiculous. I got Rufus way too young because he's yeah. so small. Yeah, yeah. Um, because I just rescued him. And um, uh, so I uh, I liked Wakefield because anytime I played with Wakefield, the brother, his brother would like cry. But if I played with the brother, Wakefield didn't give a shit. I'm like, we already have this dog, Tug. I don't want oh, Wakefield to get yeah, jealous. Yeah. So um, I'm like, I want, and plus I just like, I love this dog. Like the second I saw, even when I saw him pet fight, I'm like, I love this dog. This dog's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. it just kind of spoke out to me. So um, we, uh, we went and we, we went and got him like, you know, three days later, you know, got him and he was actually pretty cheap because he hadn't had any shots or anything. So you had to do all the, yeah, I had to do like everything. Yeah. With him. Like even, you know, obviously when you get a dog, like we just got Melfi, um, we got her from a breeder. Uh, she's a golden retriever. Yeah. And she is, she came like with, all the shots up to that point. Right. Like Wakefield at that point had nothing because <laughs> he just could come from this, like, you know, this hellhole apparently. So, um, uh, so br- brought him home and he was just immediately, it's the best dog. He's, Wakefield is not only the greatest, like, pet who's ever lived, the greatest dog ever lived. Wakefield's like the greatest creature who ever lived. He, he's really sweet. He's unbelievable. He, yeah. doesn't, he doesn't bark no. really ever. He is just, and he's just the best friend. So, like, you know, all of the problems both the highs and the lows. So like when I got divorced in 2016, like I'm in New York city, my life's a fucking mess. Yeah. And I pack up a U-Haul and I drive home. Like that's a fucking hard drive. Like that's a hard drive. to go from like, you know, basically you have all of your shit in the back of U-Haul, you know, you're leaving your, you know, we had, we had, we had two dogs there. We had a dog, Willie, and we had my dog, Wayfield. And so I'm leaving my dog and leaving my ex who obviously, I, yes, I'm very angry at her, but you know, still, still, you know, yeah, this person. Right leaving my home behind, death, leaving yeah. New York behind. So it was almost like yeah. kind of come home with a little bit of failure to tail between your legs a little bit. You know, you're going home, you're going to start a new life. We have nothing in your hand. You know, yeah, I have my family and friends there, but I don't have like, I don't have a job. I don't have anything. And you were going to stay with your, your family. Yeah, I'm moving my, back with my parents. I'm 30 something. This sucks. But yeah. all I had in my passenger seat the entire time was Wakefield. Right. Like, you know, and then, you know, when I got engaged to Laura, you know, a couple of years ago, like, we did it in front of Wakefield. We did it in my apartment. Yeah. So like, he's been there for like the lowest of the lows. He's been there for like the highest of highs. Like, oh. I went through. Hurricane Sandy with that dog. Yeah. I went through that dog swam the Atlantic ocean. That dog's pooped at the UN. When we were in New York <laughs> city, we were, I was walking around and he shit on the, the yard of the UN. Like there right you, the steps. Go. you know, he's climbed mountains. He's been to Lake Wimbasaki. He's lived in New York city. He's yeah. like, he's been through everything. Like there's no, like this dog and we'll, I'll post pictures of months where I get, I'll just get too many, you know, we'll have, or put some on Instagram, you know, but we just love Wayfield. He's, he's 11 now. And, um, he's, you know, I got him when I was 29, I have him 40 now. So I've had him in three decades of my life. Right. Uh, he's just incredible. And like, but he, we brought him for a checkup and doctors like his joints are like unbelievable. Like he has, like, the, yeah. like, he ba- cause it, you know, being back home in New Hampshire completely changes health. Cause now, you know, we go to dog parks or, you know, he, now we have a backyard. So now like we have a house. Like when I broke up with that girl I was dating, like I ended up like, you know, I'm living this girl now. I have to leave, you know, her, you know, it's just like, I'm sleeping. In, oh, I remember crying myself sleeping in an air mattress yeah, laying with Wakefield. Yeah. Like, in, you know, in, you know, in my buddy's apartment, like this yeah. sucks. And then, you know, now I'm, I'm in a, I'm in a house and I have a backyard where Wakefield can play. And so it's just like stuff like that. It's like, you know, this dog is kind of like, I don't think I'll never love an animal as much as I love Wakefield only because it. a, he's so amazing. But B like, when do I have this time in my life where, Things gonna happen such a wild highs and such a low lows. Yeah, probably. And not happen. have any not have any kids of my own. Right. You know, and like, you know, have these, you know, my thirties were this kind of wild time for me where I was living in New York. I was having these amazing experiences happen to me. But then I also got go through a divorce and have 
you know, it's, you know, my, you know, it's just small, like my grandma died. Like we feel was there when I got that news. And, but then like also like these incredible great moments that I've had, like we feel was there. So, you know, you look back in the 11 years and I was like, wow, how do I even like encapsulate this in like a 10 minute story? You really can't just like, but just the, like, he is so great now. So flash forward to, uh, was it May, right? We got Melfi, May or June, something like June, maybe we got Melfi who's a golden retriever. She's a pop. She's great. She's, she's, uh, she's very loving. She's a lot of energy, but she's, she's, she's a very good dog. It's so cool seeing Wayfield kind of teach her. Yeah. Cause I'm obviously Wayfield. We're not going to have him forever. Um, so, you know, hopefully, you know, Warren, I will have a kid and then, you know, hopefully Wayfield's there for maybe not. I won't be there for very long for it, obviously. But then maybe Melfi then will now kind of take some of this stuff from Wakefield and, you know, be that kind, kind of, of pass it on a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Like that's just, That'd you know, nice. having this dogs out. Cause I didn't want to attack dog. I want a dog that was just going to be, you know, loving with kids. Absolutely. You know, and he's still good. My, with my niece's nephew and he's, you know, my, my Nana, even with Laura's Nana, Laura's grandmother's she's 93, 94. And, and Wakefield hangs out with her when, when he visits them. And, you know, my, my in-laws love my parents love anyone that's met Wayfield loves him. He's, yeah. He's, he's very sweet. He's the greatest. We're gonna, actually going to bring Wayfield to the walk, uh, in September, on September. Was it 26? I think. Yeah. Um, it's a walk for, um, and I definitely recommend, uh, if you have questions, we actually had some listeners reach out, which is really cool. And they donated. Um, if you're, if you have, it's a, it's a suicide walk prevention walk. Right. It's in Nashville, New Hampshire. Uh, Wayfield will be there. Melfi will be there. I'll be there. Whoa. Laura will be there. Um, we're going to do the walk, but if you know, if you're in the Nashville area, come join our team, walk with us, you know, but if you can't do that, then, um, you know, obviously if you can donate anything, you can donate even, you know, five bucks would, would help, uh, go toward some suicide prevention, uh, help. So yeah, you can reach out to us on Twitter if you want to f- yeah, figure out the, either me or Matt. Right. And we'll, uh, we'll, we'll pass we'll you that link that. along. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so if you want to meet Wayfield, he will be there in, in Nashua and, uh, but we'll post some pictures if you're out of town. He, Wayfield is the best, but if you, he's a good, he's a good man. If you're constantly yeah. getting your dog and he's like, you know, I, I have the time to do it. I just, you know, then do it. Like they are the best friends and like, he's, you know, both lick tears off my face and, you know, celebrated the best moments of my life. Yeah. Wayfield, the greatest creature who ever lived. You named him after Tim. I did. I, in fact, I've had Wayfield so long. Tim Wayfield pitched for two years after I had him. So I got Wayfield, right. you know, in 2009. He pitched in 2010 as well. And I think about how long he's been retired for. I but know. yeah, I named after Tim Wayfield, the knuckleball pitcher for the Red Sox. Was there a reason why? Did you just like him as I a... just thought Tim Wayfield was like this really... And I still think he's, he's obviously not a very good personality on Nesson, I get that. No, but, but he's in, but it's like, you know, this guy's like a pretty good teammate. He's not an asshole. Like, I mean, yeah, I guess, yeah, I guess it could he's got, super, super durable. I'm kind of lucky to get some crazy me too stuff about him or something, but right. he seemed like a gen, like a gen, like I felt like, you know, when I got Wayfield the dog, I had seen Tim Wayfield pitch since I was in junior high. Oh, of course. So like I've had kind of the same a relationship thing, yeah. with this guy on some level. Uh, and I just thought I was like, this guy's kind of cool. I just thought the name was kind of a fun name for a dog. It was kind of formal. Um, Wakefield. Wakefield the dog, uh, the greatest dog ever lived. Uh, but yes, uh, but yeah, Wakefield is, is the best, and um, I love him. He's great. He's great. All right. On this week in uh, 2009, t- or 2009, sorry, Russia announces that it will help Venezuela build a nuclear program. Didn't seem to work out, by the way. No. I don't think they have it. No. Uh, I mean, they're struggling. If they had a nuclear program, I don't even think, I mean, nuclear energy would really help them. Right now, they can't even process the the uh, the oil reserves they have. Yeah, crazy problems there, right? It's crazy problems. Uh, number one. Number two, a ferry sunk in the Congo. Sorry. Killing yeah. 19 people and yeah. 80 people missing mm. in the Congo. Quick tip. Anacondas. In, although no one really travels anymore. If you no. want the cheapest, best thing to do in New York, yeah. um, for the best bang for your buck, Staten Island Ferry. Can't recommend it enough. You will get a great view of uh, Statue of Liberty. Yep. It's completely free. It brings you to Staten Island. It's free. It's completely free. 
Um, so yep, it does not cost anything, so you can go take Staten Island for free, and you can see the Statue of Liberty. Is Statue's not on Staten Island, right? Is it on no, 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 Statue's on, uh, I, I don't think What's it's it actually called? on Ellis Island. It's not on Ellis Island, I think no. it's off of a different island, but you, uh, you get, because what happens if you go in that area, yeah. like Battery Park area, they'll charge you money for these, like, boat tours. yeah. This thing's Staten Island Ferry. Plus, it drops you off at, at, Sta- at Staten Island. They have a really cool 9 11 memorial there of all people who um, who died in Staten Island in 9 11. It's, it's a very low key, cool memorial. It's right there. You can walk right there from the stop. And then you can jump right. The ferries come and go all the time. So you can j- drive, jump right back in the ferry. It doesn't cost anything. And you can even buy a beer in the ferry. Is there is there anything else on Staten Island besides a memorial? Is there's, there like- yeah, there's a baseball park there, um, oh. the uh, Staten Island Yankees. Although there is some. Minor league baseball is going through quite a shift right now. I'm sure before COVID. Oh, so um, they major league baseball wants to eliminate 42 minor league baseball teams, um, and I believe Staten Island was on that list, mm-hmm. and I believe that list got passed. So I believe Staten Island Yankees, in theory, will cease to exist. So you got to take the ferry to uh, to the office when you're a ball player um, for the Staten Island. They probably uh, live on. St- I'm guessing. Uh, oh, so there is, there's like neighborhoods are are living in Manhattan. There's neighborhoods on, on, on Staten Island. Yeah, it's huge. It's oh, very, okay. It's very residential. Like, Staten Island is very big. Okay. Um, it's, 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 it's those five boroughs and it's one of the five boroughs. I see. It's the most residential. It's the most, um, um, Wu-Tang clan, I believe is from Staten Island. Um, so okay. Staten Island is a, is a legit, uh, is a legit like, okay. So it's not to, just a small Island. Okay. No, I got it. Yeah, I don't know the geography of yep, New York. That's why I'm here. Um, Indonesia passed a law that allows the government to stone people if they've been found guilty of adultery, homosexual sex, or premarital sex. Oof. Can you fucking imagine that? Oh No. Where is that? Indonesia? Indonesia. Is that still a, in the, I think it's still a law? I think it still is. Stoning people. That's an awful Stoning way to Stoning people. Like, what the fuck kind of anti-enlightenment shit? Did you read the, uh, Lottery by Shirley Jackson? No, I haven't. Good short story. Check it out. Okay. If you haven't read that, if you want a short story, check it out. Very good. And new docs arose that showed J.R.R. Tolkien trained as a spy for uh, Great Britain during World War II. Spy token. Lame token. No, Lord of the Rings sucks, by the way. No, it's great. No. It's Did you ever read the books? Uh, I tried. You couldn't do it. Uh, Too is... many ho did he hums like songs? Those are kind of... Yeah, it was just... This is stupid. You just don't like fantasy. I really hate fantasy. I don't get it. I hate that genre. That's one genre I have no patience it's for. It's a genre. It's not a genre. It's not a hard J, buddy. You this thought Sin- you, know, you know people who live in Staten Island. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> That's pretty fucking dumb. Say it was genre. I was trying to be nice, but uh, say this. People live in Staten. It's like a million people live there. Are there that many? There's a lot. I just, yeah, I can't picture it's it. It's pretty dumb. I don't know. I mean, I can picture like Manhattan and stuff. You know, I just don't you, know. Have you ever heard of Wyoming? Shut up. I More know. people live in Staten Island. Do, yeah, you're right. They must be. I'm yeah, right. yeah. Because there's less than a million in yeah, Wyoming. How's that yeah. working out for you? Yeah, I know yeah. a shit ton of of uh, states. I've been in a shit ton of states across the country. I don't think I have. I don't know why I would have. Probably it is very Long resi- Island, very uh, residential in Manhattan, and uh, well, Manhattan's part of Long. Is no, it's not. It's is not. Man- no, it's Queens not. Queens part of Long Island. Queen, right? Exactly. But Long Island is different. Long Island, Long Island, yeah. is, is different. Yeah. Right. Spent time Long Island. Spent time in uh, some other place. Never on Staten Island. Can you name the five boroughs? Queens. Yep. The Bronx. Yep. Staten Island. Good. Um. Oh, there's five. There's two more. Five. Yeah. There's two more. Uh, You're missing probably the most famous one. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Uh, no, I got that already. Um, the, Mu- <laughs> the Muppets take? Manhattan. Okay. What's the, what's the fifth? Um, no sleep till? Brooklyn. Of course. Oh. Come on, Matt. Brooklyn Dodgers. Uh, <sighs> fuck New York. This is who I'm New doing York's a podcast a piece of shit. with, folks. You, you, you know, I... 
People think you carry this show? Anyone no, that? they don't. They, it's certainly not this episode. No, they, <laughs> they don't think that. No, they, no, no. Who do they think carries the show? They, no, they Text, think you... What's about that? Maybe I carry the show? I think so, yeah. Really? Yeah, you're probably... Well, because the the movie, even though, you know, no, it's a lot of giving... No, this episode. No, I know, but a lot of give and take happens in the yeah. in the movie section, sure. but it's still kind of your dominant there because it's your it's like so. more of your passion than mine. And so the music segment's smaller. This so. was equal share this week, or this episode, rather. Yeah, probably more. Well, no, you had your story, which... Was no, but I mean, the, the movies and music, I think, I think the same so, yeah, time. I was kind of looking at the clock because I was shocked how short it was. Yeah. Uh, so we're back uh, next. Actually, I'm excited about next week. This, this, this episode. Oh, yeah. do we, I know about next week? You do. I do. I do. I do. This episode was a shit show. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm sorry. Not gonna, I'm not we're not it's sorry. A, it's, a, it's fun. We're for doing you this. Listening. We can. I, the, the song sucked and the, the movie was fucking a lame cartoon. We do. We can. It, we, I, I, we had glorious bastards. But the weeks are, oh, by the way, the weeks are random. Can we just explain yeah. that? How do people not get it? People ask us, hey, can you do this movie? Hey, can you do this movie? Oh, it would be great if you do this movie. Like, we have a random, it's a random number generator. So what happens is Laura, then, Laura types, uh, goes to her, it's a website. It's a website. It's a random number generator you can and use it for a bunch of different stuff. And she says it can stuff, be from my birthday, dates. which is November 79, until present. Right. The only rule we have is it ha- cannot have happened in the last 12 months. So if we get That's not like, the only rule. We have to do the first before we do the sequel. That's the other no, rule. No, no, no. I mean, when it comes to the weeks. Okay, with weeks. The weeks. But I just want to get that out there right, and right, get you yeah, on the record right, for right, that. Right, right, For right. the weeks, though. Yes. The only rule is it any so any week our picks we immediately do so sometimes we get some some we shit weeks we got some shitty weeks yeah so this week pops up and I was super excited about Glorious Bastards right but it was number seven in the box office so number one was uh, Cloudy with a Chance of yeah, Fucking Meatballs we got to do it so we just had you know, right. you know it's the trade off that was fine but that, that trade off I didn't mind as much sometimes you get two stinkers and you're like oh fuck yeah but next week actually is I was super excited because the number one movie was actually a movie I love it's Sleepers oh that's right and that's Great. what we're doing on yep. on Wednesday yep and then um. So how it works is I, I pick number one movie we have to do. We have to do, just like but song. But then I can pick any movie from the top 10. Right. Beyond that. And so it's almost like a crisp pick. And uh, the crisp pick is going to be uh, That Thing You Do, which right. is the only movie I believe Tom, Tom Hanks directed. directed. Yep. Um, and then for the music, uh, we're for that movie, we're going to do the, that, that, the song. Yeah, we'll do that song. That thing and you I do. forget what this. Oh, the other song we're doing some weird song. I don't remember. I love you always forever. Yeah, because that's the song number we're one. Doing right. with, uh, oh no, Sixers. it's number two because we already did the number one. I think. Right, it was a Macarena. It was the Macarena, so we had to do yeah, number so, two. Oh, sorry, so we're heading to um two thousand ninety-seven, six, something like that. Ninety-seven. Uh, I for, I maybe forget. it's ninety-six. I forget. I whatever, know, whatever it is, we, we're going there. And uh, so the next time he talks, we're going to be doing uh, covering Sleepers, which is a movie I have a lot of feelings about. I think it's really underrated. I'm really excited. Well, well, also, is, one of the great casts of all time. There is a, it, that is a huge cast. There's a lot to talk about. Yeah. Right now, one much more to talk about than with Cody with a chance of meatballs. So thanks for getting through this episode with us. We, I mean, we had to get through it. So you get pitched to Wakefield out of it. So it's not a total loss. And we got to hear Matt not know the boroughs of New York and think no one lives in Staten Island. So there's some, there's, there's some good stuff here. Some good stuff. There's some good, good stuff for you got to work mind with. for it. <laughs> That's right. All right. <laughs> Check you later. Manhattan is a borough. It's a borough. Bye.